As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome in to our Pit Panther Rants, our Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host. Brought to you by the Sports Drink. Well, the NCAA tournament has wrapped up. I tried to record this on Friday and just didn't have much luck. I did have a one-on-one meeting with my boss. And she called in the middle of my recording. And I really don't, want, don't, know much, don't really know what I was trying to say in that podcast. I did mention that I think the winner of Kansas-North Carolina would probably win the NCAA tournament. And I turns out I was right. But the thing is, is I delayed, the, I delayed that podcast. and So I really can't provide definitive proof that I actually made that prediction. But I'm not really surprised that um, the winner of that game won it because... Um, you know, ever since they're, you know, Villanova obviously has become like, you know, one of the main teams that we know that if you're picking a bracket pool, you pick them to go deep. It's like, it's like Tom Izzo with Michigan State. You know, they're, you know, Michigan State was always usually good for at least an Elite Eight appearance. Sometimes Sweet 16, you know. And then, of course, you got Syracuse. As well, I mean, they've been pretty disruptive with that two-three zone. So when it, you know they they're mediocre during the season usually, but then when they get in the tournament and they implement that two-three zone like they always do, teams for some reason forget how to defend it or they just don't know how they're not familiar with it. And you know, Syracuse wins a bunch of games. Yes, they win a bunch of games. But uh, it was nice to see Kansas beat them and put them out of their misery. Uh, Duke and North Carolina played. I said, if Coach K, you know, wins the championship, maybe pitch it, send somebody down to give him a gift. Maybe we could build a statue of him at the Pete. We could bring, you know, we, you know, they're not doing anything now. I mean, we got the spring game coming up. We could bring them, but all of them at halftime and, you know, maybe, you know, do some other stuff for them. Yeah, I'm still a little bitter about that Duke game, and of course, a bunch of other stuff that happened, which we'll get into as well. In fact, let's get into it. Why, 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 don't, why don't we? Uh, let's see. Jeff Capel is here to stay. I mean, uh, Heather Like, you know, said you know he'll be he's going to stay on, and that buy the bio didn't influence her decision. I'm sure. I mean. You don't go into business saying that the buyout was the, you know, he's here to stay, but the buyout was the issue. I mean, you, you, you don't go in the press and say that because that's just horrible all around. It's just, it's, it's really bad. Pitt did get some uh, luck in the transfer portal. I mean, uh, they landed a local, uh, local, a local kid from uh, Colgate. In fact, let me see which player that is. Oh, yeah. Nellie Cummings. 
He's a transfer from Colgate. He knows the history of pit basketball, well, at least from 2000, you know, 19, you know, 2000 on. He knows what kind of program it was, and he lets he knows he wants to, you know, he wants to return that you know to the way the program was. And I'm not going to complain one bit about that. I mean, uh, what's crazy is we said screw recruiting, we're going to transfer portal, and I think a lot of teams have have done that. And the thing is, is you have to recruit in the transfer portal too, as well. You got to give players reasons to come to your school. And the transfer there. Because they can go anywhere. But Gino R.M. did mention his press conference that, you know, players come and go, just like coaches. They they change jobs. They change schools. And he said that there's not enough um, Division One schools for all these transfers. And there's some that are going to be left out. And I guess what he was trying to say is sometimes the grass isn't always greener. And sometimes where you're going, well, there may not be a destination. There may not be grass. You may be stuck in the same, stuck in limbo, and there's nothing really you can do about it. I mean, it's, you know, that's just reality of it. But, you know, going back to Pitt, they've had a whole bunch of guys leave, and And you know, I know, you know, Ethel Horton left, and people got mad at that. They said, "Why would he leave when Pitt stood by his legal troubles?" Well, regardless if he's going to stay, I mean, if Pitt could replay that whole thing, they probably would do the same as they did before. They would stand by their player. You know, even if they knew he was going to transfer, I'm sure they would stand by him because if they leave him out the dry. He leaves and he says, well, Pitt, you know, left me out the dry. I don't go to the school. It's horrible. It's a shitty program. So Pitt had to do, regardless, they had to do what was best for their players. So they stood by him through his legal troubles. And if anything, maybe he needs a fresh start somewhere from all of it. Because he didn't play for most of the season. Then he got reinstated because the charges got dropped. Then the charges got refiled, and, he, and of course he was out again. So at the end of the day, he probably just needed a just a, re, a, re, a reboot. So wherever he goes, best of luck to him. You know, I'm not sure what the future holds for the next season. It's probably going to be another bad year, like it was this year. Depends on who they get, what players they get. You know, it's some people have good luck. I mean. Look at TCU with um, with Jamie Dixon. I mean, he had some he's had some bad years recently, and he lucked out with the transfer portal this past year. He got some most of it, you know. He got some players from some decent schools, and I'm sure he's probably gonna get himself a nice extension pretty soon. If he hasn't already, I haven't, I haven't really read the news ticker. In fact, last night's tournament wasn't, you know, it was, you know, championship game was pretty decent. Uh, Kansas uh, was losing bad at the half. They stormed back, which we all knew. I, I figured Kansas would take a page out of Baylor's book and 
put pressure on North Carolina, but that didn't happen. And, uh, North Carolina came came rolling, and Kansas turned up the intensity second half, and it was just back and forth. And overall, I mean, it was pretty. De- I mean, I thought it was I thought at least the second half was entertaining. I did watch the women's final four and the, the championship because I tried to pull WrestleMania, but Peacock kept crashing on me, and I just decided to give up. And watched, you know, watched the Gamecocks and the, and the Huskies, and I mean, it doesn't matter what South Carolina team is playing, whether it's men's basketball, women's basketball, whatever. You're always going to get jokes about Cox. Because you know they're, they're the Gamecocks, out of me. I did. I, I did when uh, Frank Martin was making his little run, and they were. I think that. I think they were playing Duke. I think at the time, and I made a whole bunch of cock, cock jokes. Made a whole bunch in the tor- in the championship game as well. It was it was fun. But they're you know Gamecocks were a hell of a team. North Carolina, I mean, not North Carolina, UConn battled back. But uh, they kept, you know, they kept, you know, but they just, you know, they kept, you know, basically responding to the attacks. And, I mean, I, I do think there should be more, you know, there should be more championship games held on Sundays. I think they should be held on on days where there's award shows, so that the award shows are irrelevant, and you don't know they're ever happening. I mean, the, the night uh, WrestleMania and the women's uh, national championship was being held, the Grammys were, you know, were on, and there was not much Grammy talk on my timeline for Twitter. It was, I, you know, I, I didn't even notice it was even on. And you know, I wish you know, we could. I wish the same could be done for the Oscars, because. You know, that whole thing just, you know, it happened and it didn't take long for the weirdos, to, for the weirdos to come out and make their weirdo takes about this and for, you know, for some people to make it about themselves, it was all weird. It just all was. Now, let's see. Yeah, it's pretty much dead here. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about Pat Narduzzi. He got his extension, and there was, you know, some weird reaction by some people about it, and I think, you know, we'll get that that here in a minute, but we all knew that this extension was coming. He's been here seven years, and it was obviously a well deserved extension. I mean, he, I mean, you get pit the 10, 10 regular season wins on ACC title game. Well, they won the championship. Of course you get a Heisman runner up. I mean, he was a finalist. I mean, he still, he was, you know, third or fourth runner up. And you get a Blitnikoff winner. Obviously you're going to get an extension. He was, you know, supposing in his interview, he 
I guess was glad. It seemed like he was glad that uh, Brennan Marion was gone. So I'm guessing that relationship soured. I don't know. I mean, if you look at his job resume, he's bounced around so many places. And if you would have promoted him, he would have to like he would have to overhaul the offense, and yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. But the the spring game is here, and I'm curious how the offense will look under Frank Signetti, how the quarterbacks will look. And, of course, the defense, how, how that's going to look, too, as well. I mean, Pitt did receive a transfer, a linebacker transfer, actually. They added Tyler Wiltz. He's a linebacker from Missouri State. And I guess he had a, um, it looks like an impressive resume here for last year. I mean, 106 overall tackles, 14 and a half for losses, three and a half sacks, four forced fumbles, and three interceptions. I'm curious. I mean, I'm not going to complain about that. Sure, it's Missouri State, but I'm I'm curious how. I mean, we're we're finally going to see how things go with with Ryan Malak. I mean, when you get new coaches and stuff, you're going to have some sort of exodus from some players. It happens, which we'll get into that here in a minute as well, because. I do have to talk about that. You know, some things related to that. But yeah, there was a weird take. I mean, one, one, one of the guys from some sort of podcast, they were they were questioning on the extension. And of course, he bring he brought he brought up a the his he posted his Gus Malzahn article, I guess from you know because from when Auburn extended him, I guess it was an excuse for somebody. It was an excuse for the post his article for people to read it and. I mean, it's Auburn. I mean, it's basically the SEC. It's basically Michigan, Alabama, and everybody else. So, it's your Auburn. That's just you. I mean, you guys went all in with Gene Chizik and got your national title. I mean, enjoy that at least. I mean, at least you've won a national championship. In recent memory, as for my school, we were just, of course, we we're going to stand our coach after an, you know, after an ACC title. Title, you know, it was well deserved. I mean, yeah, but yeah, you get weirdo takes. I mean, you get. I mean, I'm really hoping we get the NFL draft opens as soon as possible because. I'm tired. You know, every year, it's the, it's every every mock draft gets posted. People bitch about the mock drafts. At the end of the day, they're just freaking mock drafts. Nobody knows where these guys are going until you know until we know until we know when the draft's happening. I mean, no. I mean, so if your guys projected to be thirty first or whatever, you just got to wait because you may be bragging about your player being projected to be top ten picked. He may drop and you know, he may drop to the second round. And he goes, and then of course you're like, well, the mock draft here said it was he was. They all said he was going to be picking the top ten. I mean, you don't know until it actually happens. I mean, I did see where somebody 
was overanalyzing Kenny Pickett's uh, game tape, and he said that Kenny was quarterbacking off of vibes. I don't know what this person was trying to do here, what kind of punchline he was trying to come up with, but it was probably one of the more moronic takes I've, I've seen. Uh, quarterbacking off of vibes. You know. But, I mean, there's two things that can happen here. Well, for, for well for starters, I looked at his profile, and he was from Bleacher Report, which explains a, explains a whole lot. You know. I mean, Kenny is going to be Kenny is going to be either really good or really bad. We don't know, but I mean, if he gets you out the first round and gets you know that first round money, fine. I mean, I'm not. I mean, if he's a bust, I'm not going to worry about that. I mean, that's why you know we we as Pitt fans had a root for Nathan Pierman when he threw like five or six picks in the game against Buffalo. I mean, not against Buffalo, but before Buffalo. But in regards in relation to the pit, pit basketball thing with Capel staying, we really, really need to move on from Jamie Dixon. I mean, me included. It's just, uh, you know, every year, he, well, no, anytime he, he makes a tournament or wins an NIT or just goes in IT, it's always, well, Pitt forced him out. And there's been some articles about that. I know I, I reached out to one of the uh, columnists from Fort Worth who wrote about Pitt, you know, Pitt screwing up the whole Dixon thing. And he did mention to me that when, you know, in a conversation he had with Jamie, Jamie mentioned when his management changed, the job changed. And I brought that up years ago to people. I said that, Usually when people get new bosses, they leave. I mean, that's how it is with every job. Sometimes sometimes you don't just leave a job, you leave your bosses. You know, because a lot of times the bosses, they want to change up things, they want to do things their way, and your way may not mix with their way, and there's personality conflicts. And at the end of the day, you just say, hey, well, fine. Well, you know, looks like we're just going to have to part ways. And we can't really undo what happened back in... What is it? He's been gone now, what is it, six years now? We can't really undo what happened. It happened. He's gone. You know, he, you know, it's over. And we can't really, you know, as far as the hire, you know, we, as far as the hire, you know, the hiring goes, we made a bad hire to replace him. We went with Kevin Stallings. And we just, I can say probably the one of the reasons why Heather, Heather may be staying with Jeff Capel is because, you know, Capel said things were, you know, mentioned things were bad when he got here. Pitt's facilities weren't great compared to other ACC programs. And maybe they just wanted to give him more time. Well, he brought in some good players. It just, they left. Yep. And I... Maybe Pitt doesn't want to go into business of recycling coaches every, every few years. Maybe they want to, similar to what Narduzzi has done, they want to do with Capel. But the difference is Narduzzi's actually won games, whereas Capel really hasn't had any winning seasons. He's beaten some ranked opponents, don't get me wrong, but not much else. 
but of course, and of course, capable is Heather's hire. So when you hire somebody, you got to stand by that hire. You know, you'll see that in, you see a lot in professional world too. If there's somebody you don't like, it doesn't matter what how you feel about that manager. If a director hired that manager, that's just how it's going to be. And if you're a problem, they'll just get ready. They'll just find a way to get rid of you. So it just is what it is. It just always what it is. We can't undo it. And we just got to get past, I mean, the first event that happened, which was six years ago. I mean, he's gone. We can't, you know, Jamie's gone. He's been gone. We can, you know, we can't fix what happened. You know, he left. I mean, that's just that. You know, we just happened to make some bad decisions after him. And for one other thing, I have to talk about. Folks, every year around this tournament time, there's a certain clip that gets posted. Excuse that. That's my new Windows. uh, I got a new Windows computer for work. Yeah, I have to patch. I have to patch in a port. Long story short, we got these new burning stations for you know burying patient data, data CDs and and I guess you know they have to patch them in. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm talking about work now. All of a sudden, I go from what I was about to say to an email. So let's get into that real quick. Yeah, I got my new laptop. Of course, the desktop support person who was going to de- deploy this from the corporate site. She takes down the inventory of all my all my apps. And of course I get my laptop and there's no apps loaded. It's bare bones. I mean at least the VPN, you know, is installed. At least I have well my, my admin rights weren't set up correctly, but luckily I had a local admin account where I fixed that. You know, so I wasn't too happy about that, but in the end it was a blessing because I got to customize the computer the way I wanted to. And of course, like, yeah, push your, you can put your data on this on our network drives. I'm like, no, I'm not putting my data on your drives. I would just put them on my flash drives and I'll take it from there. But yeah, I have to, I have to go and get these. Well, he wants me, I, have to, I guess it looks like I have to enter a ticket for this. Uh, to put a patch in, you know, I have to, you know, I have to get these, um, basically a network jack patched. So I guess I'll do that after this podcast. But going back to what I was trying to say, every every year there's a, every, since probably 2011 there's been this clip that's been posted, and it's always the Gary McGee Kemba Walker clip, and people have this pity party for Gary McGee. Folks, Gary McGee didn't die, all right. It's not like he's dead. He's in the, he's, he's 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 buried on the ground or something like that, or he's cremated whatever he just got caught in an unfortunate situation and you know it happened he got crossed up by a point guard I mean I mean it was a mismatch Gary couldn't help that I mean Gary did you know you know and his I mean Gary's career ended you know at Pitt because he graduated he graduated and he went overseas to play basketball. 
I mean, he's, his career went on. He didn't die, okay? Kemba's been a halfway decent basketball player, but he's but he's not on that top tier of the NBA. I thought he would. I thought, you know, the way he, way he's, he played, he closed out his career, I thought he would. But he hasn't really, you know, he, he did pretty decent shot, but he's never really taken that next step, and I don't think he really will. But, he, you know, he will always have that crossover. And despite that, despite that loss Pitt had in that game, it was early, early, into, early in the Big East tournament. Pitt still got the one seed, which shows how irrelevant conference tournaments can be sometimes. So at the end of the day, it was no harm, no foul, just a viral clip. And there's no reason to throw a pity party. Anyways, guys, hell to pit. I shall talk to you soon.